Hi, I'm Miranda Malasani. Health is Wealth with Dr. Mike is brought to you by Nature's Emporium, your neighborhood health food store offering everything natural and organic with three locations in York Region to help you to eat well and live better. For more information, visit naturesemporium.com and follow them on social for all things health at Nature's Canada. Welcome to Health is Wealth with Dr. Mike. I'm Station Manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Dr. Mike Carozza. Good morning, Dr. Mike. Good morning, Tina. And now this is our last show of 2019, often a stressful time of year. We got into this in the last show. Schedules are unusual. We've got more time with family and friends. And the end of the year is often a time to reflect, and even this causes stress. Um, stress is a big part of this holiday season because everybody wants to wrap up the year end. And now, especially when it comes to businesses, um, wrapping up uh, 2019 is important, but it's also stressful. And you want to make room and, and, and make sure 2020 is all what, it's, what it should be. And so what's happening now is in our last segment, we talked about things like mental health. And what I want to showcase on this particular segment is the number one cause of a lot of mental health issues, predominantly anxiety, and that's stress. Stress, because if you start thinking about it or start looking in sort of the research, you start seeing that stress is the culprit of a lot of illnesses. Now, not just mental health, but even like things like heart disease, blood pressure, and your emotional well-being. And so part of this segment, we're going to talk about little tactics and little tricks that you can do to sort of help yourself navigate out of these waters and sort of better yourself in an emotional state uh, and, and some little tips that we can along the way. And I have Jacqueline here, who's um, a Reiki master. She's a part of the Apple Med team. I'm happy to have her on the show. We'll talk a little bit more with her. But most importantly, there's um, things that you can do. And, and so like getting stressed is, you know, getting stressed, it's, it's, it's going to be there. Like it's like stress is there every day. And some people thrive on it. They do well under stress. Yes. And, and, and that's interesting because there's, um, there's a form of stress that's actually performance driven anxiety. It's actually, it's, and, and that's sort of, I'm in that category actually, Tina. So that performance driven anxiety is how I became successful in my undergraduate and graduate and even in my medical um, studies because it's that uh, anxiety driven um, or, or sorry, that performance driven anxiety that strives you to become better. And so what that puts you in a category is, you know, there's, there's a bunch of students or a bunch of people that have to do really well and you want to do well just like them. So, and then failing is not an option. And athletes go through this as well. And so utilizing your body and putting it through the rigorous exercises and drills to get you better every single time is something that's important because that's how you're going to get better. And this is that performance-driven anxiety. It's like, listen, a football player who's in the fourth quarter and two minutes left, and you know what? He's down by a touchdown. I mean, he's got to score. And it's the same with the student who's in his final semester and he needs to get an 80 in that last course in order for him to get into medical school or to move forward. So it's that idea that a little bit of anxiety is good, but it's when it's too much and we can't turn it off. This is the problem because it's the constant worrying. It's the constant fear. And this stress, when it's in our body and it becomes too much and it's turned on a little bit in excess, this is when it becomes actually a problem to our organ systems and it actually causes an issue to things like our brain and our kidneys. And then this will drive things like heart disease and of course our heart, which is a very important organ and it'll suffer. It'll suffer with things like stress, not to mention you know, heart disease and heart attacks. The number one cause of this is stress, and especially around this time of year. 
we see more heart attacks around this time of year, and it's most likely related to stress. So you think it's important to then to turn off as much as possible? We have to de-stress. There has to be mechanisms in place. Like, you know, there's... I'd love to, to, to provide vitamins and, and sort of to support my patients. And I believe in, in sort of the foundation of every single patient that walks into my office. I believe setting the stage and having a proper foundation of a nutritional, um, you, you know, nutritional vitamins and supplements to actually help the foundation and help the infrastructure. But it's not the end and it's not the only thing that's in place. And we have to build this and we can build from it. And that's not so much at turning it off, but being able to cope with the stress because you want to be able to turn this into a positive, um, you know, reinforcement because instead of always thinking negative and negative things happening, and then this is where sort of, you know, if you constantly think the negative things are going to happen, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And it's not going to be good. So it's, it's that, you know, we talk, we talked in our previous segment, and I want to talk to, to this point about the parasympathetic nervous system, that rest and relaxation, the rest and digest versus the fight or flight, the fight or flight, a saber toothed tiger is chasing you back in the hunter and the gatherer years. You know, we're talking 30,000 years ago, you know, uh, you know, a, a saber toothed tiger was chasing us. What happens? Well, it's a fight or flight situation. It's like either you're going to fight that tiger or you're going to run for your life. Mm -hmm. And what happens in that state? Well, our body becomes acidic. Why? Our stomach acid goes up. We're not worried about digestion in that state. So we, we produce more stomach acid. So we become more acidic in nature and we got to get the heck out right of that situation. And so that parasympathetic is that restful relaxation, that rest and digest. Now I'm able to get myself out. Now, in current society, we have a lot of this, where it's that hustle and that bustle. And this is sort of what's causing a lot of, a lot of issues to our patients. And <clears throat> not a lot of people are doing that rest and digest. And that parasympathetic nervous system is that idea for you to, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to actually impact your love life, so your, your relationship. Um, it's going to, in a positive way, that rest and digest. Because, you know, like, you know, you, you got to give more hugs. And you got to appreciate, uh, you know, and that could be a mechanism to turn off that sympathetic nervous system. I know when I'm stressed out, I just want to hug my kids and it mm. makes me feel better. And for some of the patients out there, that, that, that really can help. But in terms of the sympathetic nervous system, when it's this firing that's constantly going on, it's that parasympathetic state that we need to trigger. And I think that's what we're going to talk about uh, when we come back. And I think it's tough for people these days. I think that, um, you know, we all have cell phones. We're all still connected and always connected to our place of business, our place of work. And you are always on. So I think to find that rest and relaxation mode is even tougher these days. It's tough because most people equate that to eating a bag of potato chips on the couch while they're watching TV. And what that's going to do is actually going to make their cortisol even higher and make things even worse. Um, and then contribute to things like their adipose tissue or their fat stores. Um, so it's not a healthy way to de-stress. All right. Well, when we come back, ways to de-stress. This is Health is Wealth on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Hi, I'm Miranda Malasani. Health is Wealth with Dr. Mike is brought to you by Nature's Emporium, your neighborhood health food store offering everything natural and organic. Make it your one-stop destination for freshly prepared meals, clean beauty products, nutraceuticals, and nutrient-dense options in every aisle. You're listening to 105.9 The Region, and welcome back to Health is Wealth with Dr. Mike. I'm Tina Cortez, and our focus today is managing stress. And Tina, this is the idea to try to help 
um, manage this, uh, this stress, this cortisol, this fight or flight, the sympathetic nervous system that's actually, um, in, and is being elevated in all of us because of just our current state and our current societal, um, if you will, um, th- you know, there's a lot of things in society that pull us in mar- many different directions. We know we have our cell phones off, we have s- social media, we're on our emails and we, and it just, you know, we got a text message, so it never turns off. And, you know, I want to talk about a couple of things that I think are important. Now, don't get me wrong. I think exercise is extremely important. I think exercise is extremely important for the entire human body. But in certain instances, some people think that this is going to help with stress and depends on your situation. But sometimes exercise can actually have a negative impact, especially if things like your cortisol is elevated. Um, So this is not some, this is not sort of the outlet. This is not sort of, now most people who are listening to our listeners out there, you're like, but I love going to the gym. It actually helps me. And that's great because it's your time. But I'm thinking, I just want to bring to light that I think mindfulness, um, CBT, so cognitive behavioral therapy, meditation, these are things that are actually going to help the rest and the digest. Because when you go to the gym and you're running on the treadmill and you're going like, you know, you're doing 10K and you're going really hard, you're elevating your heart rate, you're actually pumping out cortisol more. So you're actually demanding more out of your body. So if your cortisol's up and your stress is up, the gym is not really going to help quench things like the cortisol. So how do you recognize if the gym is having a bit of a negative impact then on you? Well, I mean, if you're having, if, if, if this isn't, you know, we're talking about stress, and we're talking about maybe potentially measuring things like cortisol, which I do in my office, and we can do blood or urine to measure this level, okay. so we can see the cortisol level. And so, if I'm seeing with, I'm sitting in with a patient, and the first thing I always love to look at their cortisol level because it gives me an indication of what that patient is doing and how their sort of stress is being quenched. And so, if it's elevated right from the get-go, chances are we have to work on things to try to quench this cortisol. And so, sometimes we will do things and we will prescribe them, let's say ashwagandha like we talked earlier or some kind of um, adaptogenic herbs that that'll help lower this cortisol but unfortunately there are things that they're doing or the lack thereof in their in their life or their everyday life that's actually not causing this to actually get uh, quenched so you know if they're going to the gym so then they'll come back on a subsequent visit and we'll make some changes and that cortisol just isn't coming down and it's like listen how much are you working out oh i'm going three times a day uh, sorry three times a week i'm doing cardio and i'm at the gym and i was like well do you do any yoga is there any meditation any any cb like is there any mindfulness involved and they're like no what's that and and then when you try to tell these people who can't turn off mm-hmm. they actually think that they, they look at you like are you crazy? I can't do that. Like, I'm just so used to go, go, go. go, go. I can't, I can't relax. There's just, it's not in me. I can't do it. And then these are some of the individuals that we really have to work with. And that's where I think things like Reiki come into play. And so what I did is I tagged in one of my teammates at Apple Med Clinic. um, And I'm so happy to have her here. So Jacqueline Conchiliere is here. She's a Reiki master. Okay. Hi, Jacqueline. Hi. So welcome. Thank you. Um, so we've actually worked side by side on many different patients and I've seen so many different, uh, amazing, amazing success stories by utilizing the, the Reiki practice. And what is that? Let's yeah, explain let Jacqueline, just, Reiki. Yeah. Okay. So Reiki is <clears throat> a Japanese holistic light touch energy based healing modality, and it's used to help reduce stress 
as Dr. Mike was talking about, uh, boost relaxation and promote healing. So Reiki actually reestablishes a normal energy flow of ki, okay? And ki is our life force energy throughout the system, which will enhance, accelerate the body's innate healing ability. So our body has enough of its own energy um, flow to heal itself, just sometimes we block that. And so um, what a practitioner will do is put their hands on different areas of the body and through a series of different hand positions directly on or just above, this intelligent life force energy will actually flow through the, the Reiki practitioner and it'll be guided into the client where it needs it. Okay, and so we do this with um, working with chakras. Okay, and I know chakras is- Yeah, we've heard that. Have you? Yeah, so this is the redirection Mm -hmm. of energy. And so um, she mentions as as key, uh, I think you said, but Mm -hmm. I mean, chi is what we've uh, studied in naturopathic medicine. We learn traditional Chinese medicine because we're trained in things like acupuncture. And when you want to equate things like the energy force in a a human, uh, how you, you know, it's it's this energy that's stuck. So this chi gets stuck. So if we have to equate it to things like acupuncture, which is similar, um, and you want to move, right? You mm-hmm. want to move this energy around the body because sometimes it can get stuck. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the idea. So maybe you can explain things like the chakras. Yeah. So actually, ki and chi is the same thing. It's the same thing, yeah. Yeah, we just, they just pronounce it differently mm-hmm. according to which Correct. holistic um, yeah, yeah. medicine you're studying. Yeah, exactly. um, so chakra actually in Sanskrit means wheel. And so chakras are actually wheels and they're spinning vortexes of energy. And they are centers of of forces that are located on the body. And it's where we can receive, transmit, and process life energies. And so each chakra in the body is recognized as this force point of life. Okay, so it's relating to physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual energies. These chakras are a network through which the body and mind spirit interact as this holistic system. So... When we look at the seven chakras, okay, each has um, a specific aspect that relates to our consciousness. They have individual characteristics, functions, they have their own color, and they relate to different glands, okay? So um, when we're looking at the corresponding relationships, the main purpose in working with chakras and understanding the chakras is to create this integration and wholeness within ourselves. So... In this way, when we bring various aspects of our consciousness from physical to spiritual and we bring it into a harmonious relationship, then we start to acknowledge, accept, and integrate all of these levels into our being. And this is really important to understand because our chakras are doorways of our consciousness. So when you think about doorways... Right? We think about going through emotional, mental, spiritual forces that flow into a physical expression together. So these openings, okay, is where our attitudes and our belief systems enter into and create our body and mind structure. Okay, and this is where it gets important. So the energy created from our emotions and our mental attitudes runs through the chakras and is distributed to our cells, our tissues, and our organs, 
Okay. And this is that mind-body medicine. Exactly. Right? This is that mind-body disconnect. So when we start talking about mind-body medicine, we start talking about that reconnection because sometimes our bodies and our mind are not connected. And that energy flow, like uh, Jacqueline is describing in this chakra form, will actually start reestablishing how to better sort of transmit or, if you will, um, right, change the course of where this energy is flowing in the body. Mm-hmm. And that changing of flow is key. And I think I want to touch base on a couple of um, studies. First of all, Reiki has been actually really uh, studied uh, intensely and it's been very helpful in things like illnesses and especially mental health, which we talked about in our previous segment. Um, And although stress is the number one cause of mental health, I think... I think Reiki is a powerful tool for for not only stress, but also to help patients with mental health. Now, Dr. Mike, you mentioned Uh, that energy could be stuck. Could it also be negative as well? Well, yeah, negative energy, and and Jacqueline can Mm -hmm. talk about this, negative energy is the number one cause of why something would get stuck. And and I guess removing that negative energy, um, and let's just bring this to light because it's about maybe something that happened in the past. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's something that happened five to 10 years ago. Maybe when you were 12, your parents separated. This is energy that gets stuck and it's negative and you got to remove it, right, Jacqueline? Yes. And what happens if you don't? What happens if you don't remove that? Like, I mean, you know, because we see illness. I mean, it's literally right there in front of us and mm-hmm. we see our patients that actually don't resolve this issue. And it manifests into something physical. Correct. physical. And it becomes more acidic. Your body becomes more acidic because we talked about this. We talked about the idea, the, the stress causing more acidic in nature and then that relief of stress and that, and that, um, that, that, that circumstance that happened a few years ago that maybe you didn't clear. And so Jacqueline, maybe you can touch base on that. Like, how is relieving that going to help us heal the overall patient in general? So what's happening is, um, for example, if someone's diagnosed with, let's say, an ulcer, you were talking about the stomach being very acidic. What you want to look at is what happened to trigger that. Yeah, and I think... What kind of trauma? That's huge because stress, because what we're seeing right now is GI issues with patients. And we start thinking about the root cause of this... Uh, ulcerations, this gastric ulcers. The number one cause of this is stomach acid being overly produced. And so the medical, um, the current, you know, medical answer to this is taking an antacid to sort of lower the acidity. But I mean, if you lower the stress factor, you lower the acidity. And I think that's key because this is what we're seeing more commonly with stressed individuals is we have more of that acid production and then that ulceration uh, forming in the, in the gastrointestinal tract. So when you start to understand where it came from, Okay, then we can also look at what happened when someone was also diagnosed. Where are they in life? What patterns are cyclical? So there's something that starts from the trauma. The trauma can be injury. It can be divorce. It could be poor diet. Um, It could be a death. It could be any form of trauma, any form of emotional or physical pain. Okay, that starts to create change in the body. So what's happening is you have this negative key in the body now. Okay, and that starts to um, inhibit a lot of energy flow through the body. How do you identify this negative key? So while a practitioner is laying their hands on you, there will be different vibrations throughout the chakras. And because each chakra is related to different glands and is related to different parts of the consciousness, what happens is we can start to sort of see where is there a flow that's blocked, 
where are we over under overactive underactive and we start to understand what it is your theme is. That's what I like to say. When someone comes in, I say, your body's gonna tell me a theme. Everyone is stressed, but what is your stressors? What is it that's blocking for you? What is Mm -hmm. it that's inhibiting you from being your complete self? And so when someone is laying down, the way that Dr. Mike was speaking about, we're completely still, and uh, Reiki allows you to be completely relaxed. So what happens is, when I have someone with me, is I actually see them as they are not as they're trying to be. So you see exactly what's happening and that's the story that's, that gets told. And so when I sit with someone and we talk about, hey, this is what I see is going on, it's not a surprise to them. It's more hurtful that now they have to be aware of it. And so when they can be aware of something, um, that actually helps break the cycle. Now, Reiki is twofold, like anything else. If you give someone a nutritional package to lose weight, they still have to go and do the work. So when I'm with someone and we're working on the Reiki flow, so if we're working on putting positive energy where there is now negative key, okay, so we're putting um, something into an area where we can energize it, we can break it up, and we can wash away the negative thoughts and feelings. And what people don't give power to is that a lot of the trauma is actually just negative thoughts and feelings. That's where we hold most blocks in our body. It's things that we're thinking every day, things that we're feeling every day. And what we don't realize is a lot of us have something happen to us and then we continue to tell ourselves that story. So um, a common example I like to give is I'm a middle child and everyone talks about middle child syndrome. And I say, if I forever walk around saying, my parents don't give me the best of everything, they always give my older brother this and my younger brother that, then what's going to happen is if there's a broken cup and it's given to me, right? In my parents' eyes, maybe it was by accident. In my eyes, it's, well, I always get the broken cup. Yeah. (laughs) And so now all I'm doing is validating that story all over again. And so when someone comes to me with this trauma, they have these feelings that are completely built up. And so all I want to do is lay with them, right? They want to lay down. We want to work on them and sort of, push through those feelings and those emotions open them up because they're they're deep down i want to open them up bring them to surface and then break through and so that these chakras right we talked about these wheels of energy can now flow properly when energy is working through the body properly then it's able to um fight illness so what happens when your body's under attack we have reserves of energy right that go help these areas that are under attack. When we have blocks in our body, the reserves of energy can't get through. And so that's also why Reiki can be preventative. If we're going and we're constantly keeping this, these energy blocks open, then every time there's a reserve of energy that needs to go to some sort of illness, it's available. It's able to get there. And, and I think, you know, it's Sounds important. powerful. Yeah, it is powerful because it's, you know, if you think negative, you know, negative will come. I mean, it's, it's, you know, you know, let's use the reference about the sports athlete. That's like, I suck. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to make it. Or maybe the student that's actually going to go write an exam and say, I'm going to fail. I probably am going to do poorly. I mean, chances are you're going to set yourself up for failure. And so it's that positive reinforcement, that positive energy that we actually want to instill not only in our children, but in my patients in our practice. And we want to put forth that positive energy. 
Um, and but partly, part and partial, what what Reiki does is remove that negative energy that's stuck. And I love that. And I want to highlight about a review paper in 2017 that actually looked at because this this actually works, and there's there's medical journals on this. So of the 13 studies, eight demonstrated Reiki as being more effective than placebo, which is tremendous. But not only that, I think the key is is that there's strong support for Reiki to be actually an effective therapy. And the, the idea is, is that Reiki is a complementary therapy that activates the parasympathetic nervous system because this is part of what we want to do. We want to activate that parasympathetic because if we're always in that fight or flight, and not in that rest and digest, which is that parasympathetic nervous system. This is where I feel that the body and the mind can truly heal itself. And so, you know, um, there have to there has to be other mechanisms that are around and for us to utilize. And so, I'm really happy to have this tool in our practice. And Jacqueline, it's it's so amazing to have you because, you know, we've seen so many success stories, and I've actually seen patients who who come out and, you know, they actually can't believe how you would figure it out. It's like, how did you, how did you know that? How and did how you long know? is that first session? And then how many sessions do you need to find that That's a great question, as Tina. you call it? it? It completely depends on the person. Okay. So a session will be an hour. Um, the way that I like to practice is we'll spend an hour with someone and then we will have about a half an hour afterwards to discuss what's happening, to explain what it is that I can see is happening with the body, to have a plan going forward. Um, some people will also come as that preventative measure. They just start to feel a little off or they know that life changes are coming and they want to stay on the right track. So it depends if you're a person that's always been preventative or if you're a person that waits until something is completely happening, you feel like you're having that breakdown and now you want to get quote unquote fixed. And so when you have that feeling of needing to get fixed, now we have more work to do. And so we'll set a plan in place um, to sort of work together. And because I have the honor of being with Dr. Mike, usually together we'll collaborate. And I think it's important because you actually don't need to hear why or what's going on with the patient because, uh, you know, there's a level of, of, you know, you end up figuring it out and the patient always comes back and says, oh my God, how did you... Right? And, yes. and and that's actually unique and I think it's it's wonderful. So sounds like an amazing moment yes. when that happens. And yeah. Jacqueline, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you. And thank you for helping all of our patients at Apple Med because they truly love you. And I appreciate that. And for uh, our listeners out there, I of course the holiday season is almost wrapping up. I would like to wish everybody a happy new year. Happy new year. And I just want to thank Nature's Emporium for the sponsoring of our show, of course. We're very grateful. Not only do we get to drink some really organic uh, java and tea here, um, but I would like to thank them for actually doing this so that we can bring awareness to our community and to help many different uh, uh, patients and uh, our listeners and our listener bases. And uh, because of that, uh, I'm grateful. And what a terrific facility it is. There are locations across York Region. I've been to a couple of them. And just there are so many people there to help you out. And that's what I needed for sure when I first walked into the store. And it's nice to know that you have something local in your community that you can go to because if you're not feeling well, if you want to change your diet, if there's something you want to do to implement uh, some health and wellness in your household, yeah, you're right. There's a lot of people there that can help you and navigate this. And it's a really good place to go. And not only just to just to shop, but you can go eat lunch there and you can go grab a quick tea or 
forage, freshly organic squeezed juice like we talked about. So One-stop shop and love it. That's our show for this week and for 2019. If you missed any part of Health is Wealth, go to our website, 1059theregion.com. I'm Tina Cortez. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Miranda Malasani. Health is Wealth with Dr. Mike is brought to you by Nature's Emporium, your neighborhood health food store offering everything natural and organic. Visit them to experience a real commitment to wellness, providing exceptional service, premium products, and empowerment through education.